Hello, welcome to yet another episode of the show. Uh, today we are joined by Bert van der Weidewen, and I'm going to check with him to see if I pronounced that right. <laughs> yes, very good, very good. It's a difficult name. <laughs> so for the for the context of the listeners, I practiced that name about three seconds before I got onto the show. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you for your time. Very glad that you could join us today. But um, yeah, please do. You have uh, this is you basically started your PhD after you finished one section of your career. Yeah, and that makes it very interesting because the work that you've done for the last thirty-five years really informs your research on what what we'll be talking about today. Uh, which is basically the individual working plan. So can you tell us a little bit about, and we ask this to all our guests, right? Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about what drew you to the field of occupational health and WRMSDs? Okay, yeah, let's start uh, uh, at the beginning, I think. Yes. I, I have to do it uh, short, I think, but in the early days I worked as a physiotherapist in a, in a regular physiotherapist practice and uh, during that time uh, there were uh, many uh, patients with uh, musculoskeletal disorders. Uh, we assisted uh, them in, in their recovery but it was uh, not entirely satisfactory, satisfying because uh, a, f a few months later they returned uh, with the same complaints. This time, talking about other pickers or bricklayers or construction workers, etc. Um, and, and we had no means in that uh, in that practice to to influence the work environment or the working conditions, etc. Um, during that period, I, I was also associated with uh, with uh, some sports clubs where we where we did training and uh, recovery programs mm -hmm. and uh, at that time uh, a, a large company uh, a retail company in the Netherlands uh, had a, a huge problem with uh, sick leave uh, in, in the distribution uh, distribution centers so they asked for help and uh, uh, together with a friend, we we translated the the uh, recovery and training programs that we were used to do in the sports environment into uh, that company environment. So it was uh, it was really uh, it worked out. It was like a success, and after that we we did a lot of uh, yeah. I, we started a, a company, a, a, a consultancy agency, to help uh, companies to manage the physical labor in, in, in the broad way, right. to train and recover in training and recovery uh, the workers. So that's that's uh, a bit uh, a short story, a history of my career. It's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know the bit of where you worked with sports companies. And I think Dr. Kyer was talking about something similar where he uh, was talking about the work they did on applying back to play principles on return to work principles. And he called it from Ferrari to Fiat. So we touched upon a little bit in his episode as well. Uh, I'm oh, not okay. sure if this was a similar. Interesting. Is yeah. this 
it sounds like this was a parallel line of work that you were doing as well. Yeah. Um, so as someone with over 35 years of experience in training workers in various occupations, uh, what are some common challenges you have observed in preventing WRMSDs and facilitating workers return to work? Uh, there are a lot of challenges. <laughs> um, I, 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 I can mention maybe three uh, different kinds of challenges. Mm-hmm. So I think the first uh, challenge is to is is to let uh, companies believe that it's, it is uh, good, it is interesting to to invest in uh, in innovation and improvement of in in this area in this kind of prevention. Right. So that's a, a, a difficult uh, question. How to do that? Uh, if you if if you see other innovations uh, like for example the the lean the lean uh, business strategy, mm-hmm. uh, you see it's they believe in it and it's it's spreading uh, rapidly, mm-hmm. and um, yeah it's it's uh, in preventing MSD of work related MSD it's uh, it's quite difficult to to make them believe that it's interesting and it's good to invest in this program so i think it's a challenge for for the scientists to to make to make that belief and to make it uh yeah that's the the first one Mm -hmm. um a second one is of another nature it's it's about culture so it's in in sports it's it's uh quite common to to train uh, athletes and to have attention uh, to uh, to really in detail uh, in the performing the athletes uh, does and there there is uh, how do you say there is the winning factor to to have attention to that details and then a working environment that's that's not the culture so it's it's uh, mostly about the results if the results are okay, uh, it's okay. So how you how you uh, reach that results? How you achieve that? Uh, in detail, there's no attention, and there's no culture to to have attention for that. So it's difficult to to have attention, for example, for how exactly does the order picker uh, picks that uh, thousands. Uh, uh, Collie uh, per day. So if he does that thousands collie, it's okay. And, and that's that's a, I think a culture thing. So it's it's a challenge to to transport that that culture thing that's usual in sport to the working environment. I think. And um, the the last challenge. Um, I think that's that's on the side on the side of the uh, scientists, and I think it's important uh, with the physical uh, labor mm-hmm. uh, and in, in the approach uh, we we have the uh, hygienic uh, strategy of uh, risk factors. So you have first of all you should um, 
improve the organization's factors, uh, like work pace or uh, task content. Uh, uh, secondly, there is uh, there is the working environment we should uh, mm -hmm. uh, pay attention to, mm -hmm. um, and uh, uh, on the third uh, place there is the uh, attention for the behavior of the worker. Right. And it's it's that sequence. So so, but I think uh, in case of physical labor, um, it's another balance. They. The, those three uh, components are so strictly uh, linked with each other that that you end uh, uh, improvement in organizational uh, aspects are uh, mostly very difficult, and cost a lot of money, and, and etc. So I think. It's it's a challenge to to uh, reach for a, a good balance in that yeah. three uh, components yeah. of the strategy. Yeah, I hear you. And um, while I was reading through your individual working plan, uh, working the IWP protocol you created framework, um, did these challenges that you just described inform your framework? Uh, they they uh, they have a link with that with that framework, I think. So um, yeah, it's it's uh, the attention in uh, individual working practice. It's in the in the last component of the hierarchy hierarchy. It's it's about human behavior, mm. and I think uh, when we we can um, more. Uh, yeah, make more insight in that in that uh, area. Uh, the balance in that uh, hierarchy can be uh, another balance. Mm -hmm. So it's more common, and it becomes more common to uh, have attention for that human behavior. Uh, I think that balance will be better. So there is a link. Yeah, I think if if we we. We are. Um, we can uh, improve the the research in in uh, in how to improve that behavior. Maybe it's uh, possible to to uh, to let companies see that it's it's successful and uh, it's interesting to invest in it. So yeah. Yeah, there are links. So the scoping review that you conducted, um, there are eight intervention intervention categories you've identified for an individual working practice. Um, some of them are workplace adjustment and motoric skills. Can you discuss how these categories were defined and why they're crucial to preventing work-related musculoskeletal disorders? Okay, yeah. Um... Now we what uh, we should, we did a, a, a very broad uh, lit literature research uh, and we find uh, interventions in physical uh, factors of um, uh, where they try to reduce uh, uh, factors for physical uh, strain and physical labor. 
um, and ultimately we 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 found found uh, 110 articles, uh, and in that articles we we, um, we there were uh, about 900 uh, interventions uh, described. Um, we we undoubled, uh, of course, these interventions, and then we we uh, we labeled them uh, based on the question: What has the worker to change, or to do, or to develop, or to uh, yeah? What process does the worker goes through to uh, uh, when he will reduce uh, physical labor? So that's that's was that was the question, and uh, we discussed uh, that process and, and the actions that the worker has to do, and when when the we thought the, the worker it's a, a quite a different process, we give it another name. So, for example, when when you have to to change your motor skills, it's it's a different. You have to train and. And to repeat and again and again and you have to be motivated etc uh, but when you have to uh, change your uh, table height you have to be informed and then you can uh, correct your table height so it's another process and we uh, we discussed that uh, all over and so we came uh, when it's another process we give it another label and uh, that's how we categorized uh, and we came to eight uh, categories so it's it's different to to make uh, a small variation in your working practice for example to to change your uh, working hands from left to right it's a, it's a different process than um, as uh, uh, for example to change your, the task content or your your sh schedule uh, of your work in the day when you when you can change that as a worker it's it's quite different uh, approach and process so that's how we came to that eight uh, categories yeah uh, dr Kyle uh, shared a comic with me I can't find it right now but uh, I will uh, in post-production, I'm going to like add it to the okay. video because Very it describes good. all the eight categories yeah. in a very easy way, easy, easily accessible way to the layman as well, because I could really understand it. So, um, and I think it's important work that you're doing. And if you could explain why it's important to, it's important to follow these eight it's sort of important to follow steps in all these eight categories so we can prevent the work-related musculoskeletal disorders. Um, why is that important? Uh, yeah, it starts with categorizing, I think. But it's, uh, yeah, the, 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 maybe I can tell the second step. The second step was to define these categories uh, good and, and to, we did a Delphi study um, uh, uh, an expert uh, consultation on the names of the categories, and we and we try to uh, 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 try to find consensus about the categories. And we we were uh, looking for did we miss some category or 
do the experts think uh, it's doubled? Uh, but but uh, the first results uh, shows that um, it's okay. The, we did not miss some categories, and uh, we did not have too much categories. So it's, I think we did con get consensus on that. Um, and why why it's uh, because I, it's plausible that when you approach. Uh, in preventing, uh, in making interventions and prevent uh, MSD, uh, it's plausible that you have a, a per category a different approach. Hmm. We're not sure about that, mm -hmm. but it's plausible to to think about uh, to change uh, the motor skills of uh, a worker. It's a different. You need a different approach. To be successful, then mm. uh, when you uh, give people information about uh, working height. Okay. So, yeah. And so the stage next, uh, that you're at right now, you're not sure. No, we're not sure. That's it's a research, and we uh, in, we like to discuss in the conference with experts uh, um, whether they think it's it's. Can, can we have a, a sort of DNA to approach the different categories? And are they that DNAs, uh, are that different DNAs? Mm. And so it's very interesting to, to find out. So you're doing a 90 minute, since we've touched upon this topic, you're doing a 90 minute round table yeah. at the conference, right? And this is going to be the crux of what your discussion will be about. Yeah. It's okay. it's there are a lot of factors um, influencing that process uh, of an intervention and improvement. Mm -hmm. So there are uh, personal factors like uh, um, uh, yeah, motivation and um, compliance and etc. Um, there are uh, there are different sorts of uh, input. You can give information. You can you can give uh, training. You can give uh, motivational uh, things. Yeah. Uh, there are some external factors that influence that process. Mm -hmm. uh, so the, the working environment, etc. So in that in that uh, in that thought, we we like to discuss. Uh, whether there is a change in that factors mm -hmm. um, that influence that process per category. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's what we like to discuss in the round table with experts. Um, follow up question to the categorizations then. How can the categorization of interventions for individual working practice contribute to prioritizing interventions? So for example, you just said that a yeah. lack of motivation, you could uh, then work on an intervention that allows to solve for that lack of motivation. But are there any such examples that you can think of? Uh, I think it's uh, I think that it's a good uh, a good structure is necessary to prior uh, how do you say it priorities um, because. Um, 
categories are linked, of course. And I think it's it's uh, well. First of all, you can uh, uh, in in Dutch they say that you can uh, get the 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 fruit, the low uh, low hanging fruit. Okay, it's yeah. So um, when you do further research, it can be possible that you can say uh, a category one and, and three, it's easy to do. And other categories are more difficult and, and uh, uh, a difficult process and more factors are involved, etc. Uh, I think it's also uh, plausible that, that there is a sequence. So when you when you train uh, people in motoric skills to reduce uh, uh, physical uh, labor, uh, maybe it's important to do first, uh, keep first attention to the working environment mm. because it's it's more successful and etc. So uh, yeah, we think that there will be a, a, a prioritization uh, possible, uh, but first of all, we we are now in in the position of uh, making good categories, and mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's uh, the next step in in the framework. Maybe we can uh, uh, we can find out th- that sequence uh, what is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um... This is one of this is the last question. We're almost at the okay. end of our interview. Um, but you've had a very interesting. I find your journey quite fascinating, and I was okay. wondering if you had advice for your peers who are also pursuing a PhD in the field. Okay, <laughs> um, I'm. I don't feel that I am in the position to to give advice to other uh, colleagues. I think uh, I think, and I can see that in Amsterdam, USA, mm-hmm. um, that there are there is a lot of very good research, and there are uh, uh, very many uh, enthusiastic and energetic uh, colleagues uh, working there. And um, but maybe I can give an, a more an all-over observation. And that is that's uh, it's important that the insights and and the, the, the findings and the, the possible uh, improvements ultimately reach the working floor. That's very 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 important. And in in uh, in in case of a, of a really disorder and musculoskeletal disorder, uh, science uh, can can reach the patient uh, by the medical setting. So, so that's okay. But in prevention, mm-hmm. it's quite another uh, journey, uh, I think, how, how the science meets the working floor. Uh, do you say working floor? Yeah. Working force, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I think uh, we always have to, it's, it's quite a gap to, to reach that working floor mm-hmm. from science. Just, I think we, we have always... Uh, yeah, keep thinking about how how can can we improve improve our jumping skills to to go over that gap. Yeah, to bridge that yeah. gap. I hear you. 
Yeah. That's really good advice. Um, for our listeners, I just want to call out that uh, Bert was quite nervous about speaking in English. This is not his first language, but I do have to say, Bert, you cannot tell. Okay, thank you. Nobody can tell. You are excellent at this. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. It's good for me in my learning process. Yes, and I know that the last week you spent time practicing English and you, you've done a good job. So okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very <laughs> thank much. Thank you for your time. Okay. Bye.